0: All right, ladies and gentlemen,
1: as promised, we have Mr. Stephen Neal here. Now, I'm just proud of this young man. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about where he came from and things like that. Uh, But before we get into that, my all-time favorite live sports event, it's a great high school basketball game. And this gentleman here and his team gave me four great years we'll get into that uh, in a little bit for uh, state championships. Uh, what I love about it, I think at the time, you pay five bucks and you see this great athlete, yeah. great stuff. For and sure. you have to understand that uh, uh, I'm from a great high school basketball tradition. We had a few uh, All-Americans and the gym was packed every night. In fact, one of my greatest uh, sporting memory of all time is when Jesse Ghost Leonard uh, hit game with the basket, nothing but Nets, and I'm standing up there looking at it go in, but that's another story. So, welcome, Steve. Uh, you. So, uh, you played with Patrick Henry in High School, I did. and uh, you guys won 4th Street Championship. You, you. And I used to tell people, you're going to have to catch Henry on a bad night yeah. and play your best game to even have a chance to win. And it still might be trouble. <laughs> yeah, it still might be trouble. Though. And I, I just enjoyed watching you and LB and Terry and, and Zeke. Uh, what's the Zeke there? Is there? Is there? Yeah. yeah, all of you guys. Lawrence. So Lawrence, oh yeah, oof, yeah. I uh, <laughs> Walter I, Powers, yeah, Walter Powers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I thought Lawrence should have won Mr. Basketball over Chris Humphrey, but I was yeah. I, 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 I I was biased.
0: I say the same about myself though. I should have won Mr. Basketball too. Yeah, because. You, well, we'll get
1: into that. Yeah. It, it, it was very special. So tell us, uh, Steve, uh, a little bit about your growing up and where you're from and your family growing up and uh, what instilled the values in it and how it was. I do know you from Gary in there before you get started. And, yeah. and that could be a tough little place. But uh, why don't you tell our artists a little bit about your childhood and uh, how it was
0: growing up and when did you come to Minnesota? Uh, well, Gary is a tough- very, but uh, like you said, I was born in Gary, Indiana. I came to Minnesota kind of young, though. And um, a lot of people don't know I started on the south side. Oh, okay. Yeah, I started at South Minneapolis uh, playing basketball I already, though playing basketball for Urban Urban Stars. Oh yeah, I heard of Urban Ventures, mm-hmm. you know, as a young boy. And then um, by the time I got to junior high, we uh, migrated over north, mm-hmm. and so that's where I came from the north side. Um, mm-hmm. Went to OSINT. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And then beginning of the season, starting to play for OSINT, My eighth grade year, uh, I got invited to come play for the Bethany. As an eighth grader, so but you know it was it was love growing up. You know uh, my mother got you know five children. You know I'm in the middle. Actually, I'm the second to the last. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know it's just like. That was fun, that was cool, you know, having a lot of siblings, especially as an adult now, you know, you got people you can talk to, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, tough situations, so, uh, but growing up was cool, you know, I got a mother who worked in the schools my whole life. Oh yeah, that's right, you had to, they, everybody knew you in Wow, school. so I guess that's true. That she worked at my high school, so, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Okay, so, let's, let's talk about when you first started playing basketball, was it right away, Natural, I know I'm gonna be good at this. Yeah, my dad was good.
0: Oh okay. My dad was good, my mom was good. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> my mom made it all the way to the last uh WNBA tryouts with the links.
1: Oh, I didn't know yeah. that.
0: And I was five kids later, so you know, if she ain't had no kids, she would have probably been successful in the WNBA.
1: And I should let the audience know I do know his mom because she did that work at the school when I go to the gays and we talked and, and but I never
0: knew that. What about your dad though? Wow. So so my father went to prison when I was nine. You know, and um he actually just got out a few years ago. He did twenty five years. Wow. And um, you know, he out, you know, now down in Arkansas, you know, he trained dogs, trained horses. You know?
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, he's nice with it. Well, wait a
1: minute.
0: He's from Gary, from nah, the city. Oh, no, nah, my daddy's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, I was just getting to say,
1: yeah. you don't learn how to
0: train dogs nah.
1: in, <laughs> in those places. Yeah, my dad from Little Rock. Okay, 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 okay. They <laughs> met in Gary. Ah, I got you. I yeah. got you. And I have you reconnected with your father. Yeah, so I go.
0: Uh, I was going down seeing him all the time when he came home. I went down for a month. You know, spend time with him up and get his businesses off the ground. Okay. You know, get his flyers out there and all of that. So, you know, it started, it started becoming a good successful. Do you mind sharing with the audience why your
1: dad went to prison?
0: Triple homicide.
1: Triple? Yeah. Steve, that says, I can
0: count. Triple says three. Yeah. Was this uh gang related or anything? Uh, uh, you know, uh, back then You know what I mean? I think everybody was, you know, in the streets, right? So, Uh you know, it was was street involved, that was the charge, right? Right, right, right. So, he did 25 years on that,
1: right? And once again, what I that makes me even more proud of it because a lot of our young men, when they lose their gas and stuff, uh, they end up. Uh, getting off the beaten path and, and, and going astray in life, but somehow, sure. and, and I think this is because of your strong mother or, or yeah. the other people around yeah. you, to
0: support system. She worked overtime, you know what I mean, to to make sure that we was around positive people, a positive environment. Right. So, you know, then with, with her being an athlete and you know, giving birth to five athletes, right you now, right. we stay busy. You know sports all day, every day, so you oh, know wow. that was something that was cool. Then she's serious about education, okay? You know,
1: yeah. So, tell me about the athletic prowess of your other siblings. You know, it sounds like all five of you were
0: athletes. In the yeah, so you know, uh, I got a brother who's over me, uh-huh. named Wilbur. Uh, he was terrible <laughs> in basketball. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was short. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but he was a monster in football okay you know so back in back in uh late 90s early two, and, and he graduated 2000 and um he was in the newspaper every day here locally yeah at edison high school edison, what's his name Maybon. Wilbur maybong wilbert and did he go on to play college he went to south st cloud state
1: ah okay yeah okay yeah sorry
0: but he 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 was more into modeling Modeling, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So he made a lot of money with modeling, and now he, you know, he owns multiple uh, credit card processing companies and beauty shops and all that down in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow! And so he's uh, down in Atlanta, Georgia in business. Yeah. You mentioned to me earlier you got a sister. My little sister is down yeah. there. Mm-hmm. She has a clothing line called Be True to Self. Okay. Yeah, and that's the bare head that you might see me with every time you see me outside. Um, so, how do you explain this uh, entrepreneurship
1: genes in the family, or just was it just models growing up, Is do you have an explanation of why, because a lot of times uh, in families, uh, especially in the inner city, you're going to find a
0: family full of entrepreneurs, and that is my pet peeve, yeah. by the way. Yeah. My mother, uh, the difference between us and a lot of families is... Mm. Uh, you know, she taught uh, to change the narrative. Right. So you know, uh, she was teaching ownership and, and entrepreneurship while you know people were teaching you know to find a job. Right. You know, she uh-huh. always uh-huh. encouraged you know work for yourself. Wow. So you'll you'll see you'll see more of an outcome. You know what I mean and progress in your life if you you know work for yourself. Oh
1: wow. So. so- if I'd known this one, I was running into your mom because we stopped and talked. We would have talked a lot longer about a lot of different things, and I still see her, everyone once a while, so that's a great background. Now, I can't leave this and go on to the next subject without asking this. How do you explain your mom having that type of perspective and attitude? What about her background and uh, family that might have pointed to her having that view uh, of life and not jobs, but only companies.
0: And that is great, man. I, I mean, I'm just very impressed by that. So, how would you explain that? My, my mother, she grew up in Gary. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? She just seen, there's, there's nothing she hasn't seen. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, when you just want better, you do better. You know, you put that time in, that work in. And that's what she did. You I know, to sure that, you know, her responsibilities was taken care of. She she kind of took herself
1: out of it a little bit, Right. Started living for us. So, you know, wow. Well, we can't go away without repeating, if you want better, you can do, do, do better, yeah. and putting the work in. Yeah, yeah that's an yeah. excellent set of, uh, sure. of values there. So let's move on to, okay, so you're, you played ball at Olsen. Yeah. You played basketball at Henry. Yeah. Uh, now I know uh, uh, Coach McKenzie was the coach when you won your fourth street championship. Was Coach McKenzie at Henry when you got there? He was. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay. okay. And, and, and did you play on the varsity? So, so uh-huh. I was getting to go suit up. You know, sometimes I was getting to go practice and all that. So, so yeah, I was, uh, I was starting on JV. Okay. as an eighth grader. Okay, I was scoring 25, 30 points. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah,
1: and, and I should share with our audience, too. Like I said, I know the team and the athletes, and they were all great. But this young man here, you could see just his physical prowess and his physical talent that he was, to me, was in kind of like a different category, that you were built
0: like a pro athlete. I liked the stage, that's how that was. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was the guy that I wanted to hear everybody go crazy. <laughs> so I had to do things to make them go crazy. So. I like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, you mentioned Mr. Basketball, and I have to admit that I forgot who was the competition that year. Who was your stuff touch?
0: Spencer Talos.
1: Oh, yeah. He ended up to the University of Minnesota. Taliesin up a shock at me. Yep. Ah, that was the year. Did you come in second place at least? Nope. Oh I don't know.
0: Okay, okay, okay. And well, by the way, Steve, because I, I didn't even go play. to the banquet. You okay. know, you already know who's gonna go go be for yeah. you, you. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Now
1: I, I can't leave without asking you this and you throw a few statistics. What made you
0: the one who should have been Mr. Basketball? Uh, everything I brought to the table, especially with so, I played under dogs. Uh-huh, know, right. All uh-huh. growing up, uh-huh. I played under dogs. Uh-huh. And so, by the time it was my turn, I was actually doing more than they were doing. Right, right, right. Gotcha. But it didn't look the same because the competition was a lot better in those years when I was younger. Right, right. Gotcha. So you know, I'm the youngest out of all of them guys in the run. Right, right. So, um, actually, my senior year was supposed to be number five. Right. Yeah. You and mean, we lost.
1: Uh, you told me fifth straight. who did you lose to? We lost to Armstrong. What, at what level was
0: it? Finals? semi semifinals? The semifinals. semifinals.
1: Yeah.
0: How bad did you lose? One point. Oh, and you want to know what's crazy? Uh, I'll never forget this game. They threw the ball to me. I'm about a half court. I did a spin move and I shot it at the buzzer and I made it. And he caught travel. Oh, like three, four points. Three, four seconds left in the game. We drew up a play. I caught it at half court. spent shot it. Wow. Made it. No wow. basket,
1: travel. Wow. Well, this is a good time to segue uh, to your college career because I know you are on the radar to a lot of colleges. And when, well, maybe
0: some of the colleges that were recruiting you. Out of high school, you know, I had uh, Tom Izzo in my living room, uh, Samson, um, you know. So Michigan State, OU, Iowa State, Minnesota, Minnesota actually only um, they never offered me. Yeah,
1: we were having a problem
0: with them mm-hmm. local stars. They wasn't out
1: offering hometown. Who was who know? was the coach at Minnesota at that time? It was. um
0: the state too. Monson. But well, they weren't good
1: at rec- Retaining talent Mm -hmm. At at this time But those are some big time programs Yeah And what
0: Who did you end up choosing? I signed with Wyoming Wyoming stuck with me Um, I got in a little trouble Yeah I think I remember that Uh And um, you know It was mostly my fault And then you know some colleges Was hearing that I was a knucklehead so, you know, that kind of put a damper on, on my, you know, big 10 and big
1: 12. Um, right. right, right, So yeah. what type, and the reason I, I'm asking you this, because they're by the young people in our audience that you can have some influence that they don't make some of the mistakes that you made. So what kind of knucklehead and stuff did you get into, Steve, that it, and I don't want, you know, well, anyway, we but what kind of knucklehead stuff did
0: you get into? Uh, just you know the wrong crowd. Oh yeah, that's important. Um, I always uh, attracted older crowds, so mm-hmm. I was always with older dudes. My my brothers were older, you know what I mean. So I was just always with older dudes, but I wasn't with the older basketball players. Right, right, right. You know, so when you become guilty by association. You, know, right. you could right. you, you get put on a radar, Right, right. So, you know, now everything you do is,
1: you know, under a microscope. Right. So. Right. So, one of my things with people too is that, and I try to explain to people, when you live in certain neighborhoods and communities, it's all around you. I mean, yeah. it, no matter what kind of person you are, no matter what kind of family, plus you're young. Yeah, sure. Look, I, I tell people, I had some of the greatest role models and, and structure and everything you can have. But I just know how easy it is. And and, and I don't want to, well, I'm not going go be for real. I just know how easy it is for young black men to get into boys getting get in trouble. And because it, it's just around. So the fact that it's easier to get in than to get out. out. Yeah. and uh, be coming back up here all the time. How did you and Longo
0: Longo's team do? Uh, and this was like AAU. Oh, we were, we were, we were amazing. <laughs> You know, yeah. me, Longar, Longar, Lawrence McKenzie. Oh, well, that is
1: all y'all played together.
0: Yeah, our, our, our high school team played together all year long.
1: As a matter of fact, you reminded me, uh, Hospitality House had an AUT with Longa and Patrick Bryan. He was the first-round jerk. Patrick Joe. Bryan played at AUT. Oh, yeah, that's right. In yeah. fact, well, you're on the team, you yeah, were bringing back to so me because I remember once we went down to Chicago. Okay. And that's when Dwight Howard and all them were back the
0: tournament. Yeah, that yeah. And LeBron broke his... Broke
1: his wrist. I don't know what that was really broken his wrist, but what I do remember is somebody saying, how do they ever lose? Because you know Patrick wasn't no joke either. Yeah. And Lawrence and you, I mean, he, he went number four in the draft. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, that year, we had one year we had all the top high school basketball players in Minnesota yeah. playing on some Lab- Yeah, 12, Lab- 11, 10. And by the way, Team Minnesota. Oh, yeah. for our audience out there, I've coached one time in my life, and that was during that time, I, I think I coached a 10th grade team down in Cleveland, Ohio. I didn't last long, though. Well, I lasted, but I just remember getting the technicals for just jumping off the <laughs> bench. Uh, but we won. Okay, <laughs> let's get back Let's get back to I Steve. remember that, too. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. I just hopped off the bench. You know? yeah. they call us that. We'll get down all those stairs. We yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, 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 and once again, just seeing these athletes, in fact, when I see high school, maybe that's why I like high school basketball playing. It just reminds me of just some great memories because I don't have to tell you, there's nothing, no better feeling when you get in the groove on the
0: basketball court, you know, and- You I know what's, for something? Um, I hate watching high school basketball. You mean in person? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, why do you mean that I coach it. Oh, yeah. I coach oh. at North. Carolina. Oh yeah. Oh, right, right. 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 I hate watching high school basketball because it's watered down. Right, right. Uh the referees are so involved nowadays. Uh, the kids are the cutest little things walking around now. Right. You know, right, got, right, right. They got, right. They got they got real they wear pads under their under their uniforms. It's soft. Yeah. Um they don't take charges no more. You know, they don't dive on the floor for these balls. Yeah. You know, it's just all about being fancy and being Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We wasn't. We wasn't. No, the no. The Hoopers wasn't about no, to do no. nothing. No, it was. You, you guys I mean, were dogs. Don't. We ain't care You're about You dogs, that. man. Yeah, you were dogs. And these days, they just don't
1: understand
0: that yeah. that's what it takes. Yeah, I remember that. Like I said, ain't nobody be here. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah, I, I think if, if we had social media back then these kids would see what we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what real high school basketball was like.
1: Now, the only team that I had a similar affection for besides Henry was that North Championship team. With, I had a good team my whole high school years. Yeah, with Tyler. Uh, so so you're coaching now, but before we get to the coaching, so you go to Oklahoma
0: Wyoming, Wyoming. I keep Wyoming. Wyoming, and I know Northeast. that. I know I signed that. with them. Right. And then I went junior college first. Okay, okay. At Northeastern. Mm-hmm. How would you do at Northeastern? Uh, it was going good. Third game of the season, I started starting. You know, first two games, twenty-five plus points plus, fifteen rebounds plus. Like that was my first year of college. I was home. Yeah, yeah. I was starving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I got with Zarek, I went with Zarek, Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and him and this big guy that he was dealing with, you know, they um, put about fifteen pounds on me immediately. Right, right. You know, I was, I was, I was nasty. Yeah, you
1: were nasty. In fact, what I like about you, liked about you, I think. But you could shoot it from the outside, and you can go inside. Yeah, and but jump on I want to dunk on you. So I know, I know you did.
0: So bad. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest you want to, to dunk on me? I wanted to dunk on you. Yeah, I remember I that about you so too. Fantastic. Yeah, I
1: remember that about you too. So yeah, that's for sure. So, so you're at Northeastern. Yeah, yeah. And how how did they go at Northeastern? Cylinders. What year did you leave
0: Northeastern? And did you? I left. I left that year. Uh-huh. So, you know, just to be transparent, be honest, is cool. Um, uh-huh. So, at that, I will still, this is why I try to tell a lot of kids how the North Side could follow you.
1: Yeah. Well, in you, fact, we know something that the North yeah. Side did follow.
0: With. And you if, never you know know don't, good, if you don't break them habits, yeah, you know what I mean? You're going to do them at a higher altitude now.
1: Right.
0: You know, right. if you're not responsible with money, you're going to blow it. Right. And so I wasn't really responsible yet. I was still immature, so you know I was doing excellent in basketball, Right. but off the court was a problem. Right, right. Now, was your mom getting wind of and all this stuff? I'm, no, I'm, by I'm, then I'm grown now. I guess so, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're off to college. You yeah, yeah, I don't have to be told on no more. So nah, I never worried my mother though.
1: With, with, well, but you know. what I'm trying to get at: Did the coach call up your mom and nah. say? Oh,
0: no they don't do that Oh, okay they'll have okay. that that plane ticket for you yeah oh, okay Yeah, go home oh right right
1: right uh now d- d- but you had curfews and things like that yeah. i'm assuming and things like yeah. that okay yeah. so i think that's a very important lesson you just said and the north side will follow you yeah for sure and i'll put it in a general terms the hood will follow you yeah and so at what point did you recognize this and decide to do something about it, and exactly what it is that you do, did to do something about it? Uh, Trina was pregnant. Okay. Well, that's good. That's a hell of an answer, believe it or not. Yeah. That's a hell of an answer, and I'll explore that in a little bit. Yeah. So this is your high school girlfriend? Yeah. She was pregnant. Did she go to the same college you went to? No. And, and a lot of times when you don't go to the same college, it doesn't last. Yeah. She but, stayed home. And, and, and your relationship lasts the distance and everything. That's great too. Uh, but I, anyway, uh, we were mature about it.
0: Yeah. So she was pregnant. And then what went through your mind? Uh, I had to start thinking about, you know, I had tough decisions now. You know what I mean? Like everything that I did now, you know, have to be worth something. You know, wow. So, wow. so that's when I started, you know, going to class, you know, start taking it a little more serious. When you get to college, man, like, and it's not like now, so I don't, you know what I mean, understand how these kids are doing now. I don't know. Right, but right. But back then, you know, 5000 a semester was a lot of money. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Early 2000s, $5,000 to an 18-year-old. That's right, money, right. You know? So when they started giving me that kind of money, it's just like, you know, you start buck yeah yeah yeah, 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 Well, now, eventually,
1: well, first of all, so she's pregnant, do you continue to, your college after you, you, you determined to change your ways and continue your college uh, so, for about four yes. years? Okay, okay, right, and good, good. Mm-hmm. And once again, to my audience, And I really admire that because part of the problem, I think, is in our community, people don't appreciate the importance of you straightening up your act for your children and being a good parent. That's for sure. In fact, uh, and I'm like you, look, I tell people, and I've never been anything kind of wild or crazy, but as soon as I knew my wife was pregnant, I knew my life wasn't my own anymore and I knew some of the things I was doing, I would always, well, I just would always have to keep my kids uh, in mind. And and really, and this is what I'm trying to get a lot of our black men to understand. When you have children, you owe it to them not to be out in the street breaking the law and have taken a chance of getting, going to jail and things like that. But this is a good time for me, Steve, to say to you, let you know a little something about me. I have a saying,
0: marriage,
1: it's what separates the men from the boys, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's just my saying. A lot of people, and, 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 and that's that's that's, and I believe that. I, I know. we're talking about that. <laughs> I believe that. Uh, that's what separates because to settle down, and and, and and what I tell people, what it does, for me. I don't think you can be the best man you can be as a single person. And we can talk about that offline. So, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it makes you the best man you could be in sacrifice and things like that. And it teaches you lessons and, and, and things like that. In fact, uh, my audience, I remind them uh, when I look at our community, the things I stress that we're going to need God, family, education, and this is making money. And you fit all. Um, oh the money, the money, sure. yeah.
0: In the business, yeah. never let nobody tell yeah. you, like, that. oh, you know what I mean? That you don't need money, that money ain't everything, it's not everything, Anything. right? But it's everything, yeah. Because well, you can't do nothing without money, right? right. And that's right. true, you can't live for free, right? Right, And you don't want to live for that. free, it. yeah. Well, if it, you, know, I mean, sometimes you might see it, it a, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah money is 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 valuable it, you know it, is. and enough of it yes. is is a, is definitely valuable for a, a happy marriage yes. or satisfying yes and, a, and a, you know a successful marriage and
1: i tell people something else uh it's not all about you the money and to me the most important part besides taking care of my family to provide for my family is being able to help other people. Yeah, that's and for sure. And, and, and I'll share this with you in the audience. It didn't dawn on me until my dad passed away. And, uh, well, my mom, my mom, my dad got sick and my mom was taking care of him. And my mom passed away. And uh, I regret it that I wasn't able to hire someone to just come in the house to take care of my dad. Uh, and my mom passed away first even though she was a healthist. Long story short, after he passed away, each one of those children took two weeks taking care of him, The first day, after four hours, I started thinking, you know what, this might want to my mom. And it made me even more regretful I couldn't just go there and say, Mom, sit down. Here's somebody. But now, here's the thing this is a true story. She wouldn't have done it anyway. She wouldn't have done it anyway. Uh, she wouldn't want no boy or nobody else in there taking care of him. And my mom was the type that we offered to buy her a dishwasher, and she refused. My mom was like, As long as it had my hand and so why would I want a dishwasher? So uh, I understand that. Though. Them,
0: my boy. I
1: know they don't. They don't. Make, they don't. And, you know, the sad part about it, uh, my, and I got some sisters who's like that. I mean, I'm, these sisters of mine, man, it's just, they're just amazing.
0: My yeah. mama ain't taking care they just not like no more. Right,
1: right. Now, here's the thing, since you brought it up, we'll go there. Are you as concerned as I am, as the general, that this, oh man, the group, that we're not as good as they are in the group of women and things that we, men too. I just, we've lost that, we've lost that character, we've lost that strength, we've lost, or are are we the type that we're going to adjust and adapt and we'll be okay, how do you Yeah, no, no, I mean, as far as, we're talking about your mom yeah. and our sister and the strength and stuff, they have, yeah. we don't have that anymore now. Are you, are, should we be concerned about
0: that? And why should we be concerned about that? Highly. Yeah. I like to give me that. Right. Give me some. Let me have some right. you know what I mean? Uh it's everything's watered down now. Yes it is. You know what I mean? There's no discipline no more, there's no structure no more. Yeah. So so I'm worried because I'm a girl dad. Oh, yeah. You know? Right. But one thing I love about her is, you know, she worked every day already. She's about to work and she go to college. She started college this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um I showed her what two parents look like, what a man looked like, you know. I love that. so, so I'm excited for her, but it's not the same in in all of our households over the North, you know. Oh yeah, in fact, it's rare. Yeah, and once again, that's why you
1: said he has guests. Yeah, all the things that we talked about, and I'm just so proud yeah. of you, and I'm even more as we're talking here because you're making some good decisions, man. You're thinking great choices, uh, and that's what a lot of time life is about—just the just choices you're making and the way you look at things, and being able to um, make a mistake and recover. Because yeah. a lot of times you make mistake and you keep going. That's so I'm really, sure. really, really, really uh, proud of you there. So let's talk, so you four years at
0: uh, Eastern? No, Northeastern. Northeastern, State. State. yeah. yeah I, Northeastern. I finished up at, at Northeastern State okay. University. Right. I started okay. at a Northeastern junior college. Right. I at Northeastern East. University. Okay. And then what did you do after you finished college? Uh, I was just hooping back and forth in little places, trying to make a little money. And then once I finally found an agent, uh, my brother had a stroke. So I wasn't really into basketball no more. I was kind of, you know, over it at that time. Like, there was a lot going on for me. My daughter was born. You know what I mean? So by then, it was just like, you know, it's time to start doing what
1: I got to do for her. So. Okay. So help me when you're making money after you finish college, but we're talking in Europe or in the United States. Not
0: just here in the United States.
1: What opportunities are there for? Because I know about Europe, but what opportunities are there for uh, college ex college player to? play in the I should know that too because I mean they got
0: all kinds of leagues out there. But mm-hmm. which, which everywhere. Which which given the idea of the type of leagues that you So play, like like right now, like I didn't I didn't play in many leagues. I was just mm-hmm. in like uh um, like little uh tournaments, little tours. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was pretty much just like, you know, a lot of cast that's is is like developmental right, leagues. Right right, 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 right. So um don't really pay that much bread. it was paying a little bit here and there. You are right, right, a real right. good team that got fans, you would make a little more money. Right. So, but, you know, for, for guys after college to be serious about it, you know what I mean? I advise everybody to get an agent. Right. You know, you'll go a lot farther with an agent. What did your agent bring
1: to the table? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but you still recommend that you get an agent. Yeah. But they have just to find bring the right something. one.
0: You gotta oh. find the right one. Okay. Okay. They'll bring everything to the table. You okay. find the right okay. one. Okay. You know what I mean? But the new guys, I had an agent who was just starting to get his business off the ground. So right. he wasn't a hustler. I got you. I got yeah. you. And so you played
1: for a while. Uh, your brother yeah, had a stroke. Had a yeah. And so somewhere along the line, in, L, in your. Was was it your wife by now or just your girlfriend had had a child, right? Yeah. By then she five. And you had a five year old daughter. Mm-hmm. And so what did you decide to do
0: next? So I was I was teaching. Okay. Yeah, I was teaching. I was a dean. I started teaching and coaching at, at Henry. You know what? You learn something new every day. Yeah. I don't do that. I was coaching girls basketball. I never knew that. Man, I got a text every game. Uh, yeah. Every play. single game. mid season. Uh-huh. I just couldn't do it no more. These girls used to show up with fake nails on. To play basketball? Yeah. Yeah. We used to lose every game by 60, 70, 80 points uh yeah <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah but then i started coaching boys at breck high school
1: oh yeah okay okay mm-hmm. were well, you head coach at breck
0: i was the head jv coach hey, D- matt okay. was the head varsity okay. coach
1: well before we move on from henry and coaching there
0: you're, you're a teacher and a dean right yeah what subject did you teach i was teaching all of them so i was a building sub so wherever I'm right. needed, I'm there. Right, right. Yep. So all subjects, I just needed your you know, the teachers pretty much did all the work. I right, just, right. I, I got you, yeah. Now
1: given your somewhat old school way of looking at things and values, what did you observe in the, the children that were you you were teaching? And I'm especially interested in our inner city black kids that you say, you know, we're in trouble. And yeah. change this. Uh, what are some of the things you observe oh,
0: nowadays? When you were teaching? Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays. They're they're disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. They're disrespectful. They're um, they're scary. They got big old mouths. Yeah. But um, as far as uh, you know, the kids that I've taught for for the twelve years that I was in the, uh, in education, um, the support's not there. That's in the family support. The family support is yeah, not yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. these days, they send their kids to school and really feel like they're yours. Right. And you know, back in our days, our parents rode with the teachers. Right, right, the right, right, you know, right, teacher right. teacher or a coach call home is serious. Right, right, you know? right, right. And if we have more of that these days, more structure in the house, it'll it'll be dope. You, you should write a book one of these days and make some
1: good observations. Make some good observations. Before we move on from the education and school environment, tell me some of the things that you saw the schools doing that you thought they need some improvements in. What responsibility uh, does the school play in educating our children? where well, they were letting, letting our children down.
0: Every school needs to hire somebody like me. I agree. To to come in and, and give your teachers pay me for a week. I agree. All right, mm-hmm. we'll discuss it how much. Right. But pay me a fee, mm-hmm. and I'll come in and teach your teachers classroom management. Yeah, because they don't have it. Yeah, our teachers yeah. are allowing these kids to control the classroom. Right. right, you know right. what I mean. And when you do that, yep. these kids aren't learning. Right, right, right. you know. He, he, his distractions is stopping him from learning, right? Because you can't control his, his Yeah. Learning, yeah. So. Uh,
1: I should let our audience, and some of them know. I spend a lot of time in Minneapolis public schools inside of them. He's talking exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if it was me, I would not. You can't come into school with headphones on, sagging so or anything like that, and I, and I probably have, but. Uh, cell phones and things like that, but the other part of it is, and I, I have started up a charter school, and we did have some strong black males in there. In fact, to be honest with you, I recruited a lot of those kids. I would go into the house, and you know, uh, I did have gang bangers and stuff in there. But you know, if you just straight up, I just straight up tell them, "Don't come to our school acting food So we ain't going to take it." And, and, and just uh, set the expectation right away and you'd be amazed we didn't have any of those issues but we yeah, love okay. the kids I like. yeah we love the kids too we didn't suspend them. man i didn't believe in suspending them and in fact and you know this if you can connect with these kids man and you know you care about them, yeah. they are looking for somebody like yeah. that they even tougher looking yeah. on and especially if you're an older guy like me that they yeah. can look up to and uh it's a shame that our kids don't have that so uh how, where are we at right now studio because i'm i'm enjoying myself uh uh talking <laughs>
0: to uh steve here uh so are you still teaching by the way here and there so now i work at patrick henry okay but i don't work for patrick henry
1: like not contracted.
0: we're contracted in okay as more support so you know um we are you know, with a lot of the stuff that's going on, I don't like to label a lot of these little groups and right, all of that. Right. So I ain't going to give them no glory by mentioning no names like that. But you know what I mean? The thieves be outside um, jacking around. So yeah. we're more like a more advanced security.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, yeah, I
1: mean? yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it always reminds me of this. We didn't need security in our yeah. school. Yeah. Now yeah. I tell people, I It's one of my favorite stories. I saw our football coach, Tom Will, climb over a rail and walk up to a guy, still the longest gun I've ever seen in my life, and take the gun away from him. And those are the type of men that was in our schools and we knew that. And part of the issue now too is that, especially when, I don't know about you, when I got to be a teenager, I'm thinking, you know, most of these women, I think I can take them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you start thinking like that. I, now, my mom was a different story because she killed me. Uh, but I'm like, I can take them. Even my mom like, I can take them. And it always helped to have men around who just didn't play and you looked up to. Them. And I'm telling you, if I went to school where there were not these men in those
0: these schools, we'd probably have some of the same issues but we know like to play around with it, you know, in our school. See, we learned that early as kids, don't mm-hmm. play around with your mama. So I got, you know, I feel my uncles is army vets. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so they was real disciplined, you know, they taught discipline. And um, they'll come mm-hmm. and handle that for my mama. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. So right you know, right. when you messed up bad enough, Right, you know, right, right. Uncles will start walking through the yeah. door
1: wow. one by one, you know, letting you have that. So, They'll hold you upside down. Okay, so now you got two girls now, or one? One. one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us about your wife. How long have you been married? And
0: so we've been married ten years. We've been, you know, dealing with each other uh, about twenty-three. Yeah, yeah, I understand how that goes. And what was it about?
1: But now, keep in mind, she might see this. Now, what was about your wife? What was the trace about your wife that attracted you to her? Uh,
0: she was. uh, Besides being nice looking, because she was, she was stalking me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was. uh, I was. I was. I (laughs) told you she's gonna watch this. I was playing at Um, Henry. Uh huh. And um, I don't even know how she found my locker. But she used to always put these little notes in my locker after basketball games uh-huh. you know so i finally found out who it was but i don't know we had like a, a hate relationship at first we didn't know how to really like each other so you know we were kids uh-huh. and um then i'm in spanish class after school one day uh-huh. And I, I was having to hurry up because I had to go to practice. She took my belt. And you know, back when we were in high school, we wore like size 40 jeans. And right. And, and your, like, belt, and, you and your belt was crucial. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she took it. And I chased her all the way down to Kowalski's. Oh, I know that. Yeah, Yeah. yeah that, that's about what and, five blocks. And she called the police on me. Yeah, the police came and everything, man. And I'm just like, I can't stand this woman this girl uh-huh. you know uh-huh. and then like um it was one of these dances we got in the kissing booth together yeah it was well how you end up in the kissing booth I a girl know. you can't stand yeah and we got married there in the kissing booth yeah in high school when i was in the ninth grade i married her in the kissing booth
1: Two years ago good.
0: she still had the little the little you could bend this little ring up in a thousand little pieces she right. still got the little ring and the little certificate uh and ooh. so we was cool after that like we was like yeah you know what i mean we started rocking she started coming up my mom was letting her come over to the house she was probably one of the only girls my mom even let walk through the door yeah you know so it was cool she was real cool but, Steve, I can't uh,
1: leave without telling how that story ended. Uh, she takes your belt. You got to run and chase her to Kowalski yeah. and get your belt, and
0: you ended up arresting. Police took me back to school and made me get into practice. Okay, gotcha. A, I, I had to have them walk me inside. Right, right, right. right. So, it, go ahead. Uh-huh. So I get my belt back. They put it in the locker. She put it in the locker before she ran out the building. I got you. So, boy, I get my belt back, eventually, uh, we just got cool after that. We were like, super this cool. then, uh, you know, uh, we graduated high school and, uh, she got pregnant right after on my way to my first year of college. Okay. And so my daughter was born my first year of college. Okay. And then, uh, so that's 2004, 2005 she was born, the end of my first year of college. Uh, I finished up, come back here in 2009, and um, you know we were still cool, man, she was right there. She was supportive the whole time, and everything that I had going on, she was right there. No matter what I did, she was right there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, on, uh-huh. um, by in 2013, we got married. Right. I proposed to her at Manny's. Okay, say house. speech.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's the top of the line, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did it right. Fancy. Well, yeah. since you brought that up, well, share a little detail of how you proposed. it Share with the audience. What did you do, Steve? All Let's right. see how much
0: of romantic. So, I'm gonna yeah, Let's see. It. Y'all take notes. <laughs> I am serious. Okay. okay. So I I gave the ring to the manager. Okay. Uh huh. I said when I asked for her dessert, I want you to bring it out in the tray with the lid on it and all of that uh-huh. yeah so we had the wine and everything going we drinking and you know eating and everything And um, when they came and asked if we wanted some dessert you know I let her order whatever she was ordering and when he brought it back as soon as he like stood in front of her that's when I came around and got down as oh, soon as he opened it the whole restaurant went nuts I didn't even know nobody was paying attention the restaurant went nuts but you know what was something crazy it was this dude right uh-huh. I ain't gonna say your name he was in love with her and he was supposed to be my friend oh yeah okay. he was there with his girlfriend uh-huh. <laughs> The ironies of life. Uh, he was there, and
1: have you guys spoken to each other since? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Were you still friends though? No. Okay. 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 And I'm assuming she accepted and's been yeah. happily ever after ever yeah. since. It's been
0: ten years. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. We did it fast too. It was on it was on Valentine's Day, right? 2013, and we got married June 29th. Wow. Yeah. And it was expensive. Expensive? Yes, it was. Yeah, but yeah, they expect that a bunch of us. Steve. <sighs> Steve. One and done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you like me. One yeah. And get Man, one time, and, but once, once again, I was like, uh, I always knew I was going to marry the mother of my children. And I tell this story, man. I had a, a, what they call a half brother who would come to the house and have to leave. And as fate would have, he looked more like my dad than me and my brothers did. Yeah, yeah. and my, my brother's spitting image of my dad too, but he looked more. And as a young person, I, I didn't know how to process that. Why is he going home? And at that time, I said to myself, and because the way they made me feel, when I get grown, I'm gonna have all my children by the same woman, I'm gonna marry the mother of my children. Now, you know, we're. We're not naive. Uh, I'm probably just lucky, but as far as I know, I have two sons, all by the same woman. Now, you talked about the marriage. I love that story, man. Uh, so now you are also start. You started a business. You're a businessman. you're business man. You're entrepreneur. Tell us about How did you? When did you get into being an entrepreneur and? Tell us the circumstances surrounding
0: that. I opened uh, I opened my company um you know, two months after I got married. A month and a half after I got married, I started biking window cleaning. Okay. That was my first company. Okay. And um, uh this August we have our ten year anniversary. Congratulations. Congratulations. And um yeah, it was just like, it was time to get at the schools, wasn't, you know, I was still working in the schools, doing it on the weekends, then I quit the schools okay. and started doing it full time. But while working at the schools in the summer, I was working at a cleaning company,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a window cleaning company, house cleaning company. And, and I'm just like, I'm seeing all the money that's coming in, mm-hmm. you know, You're right? Uh-huh. and my friend. His wife works in HI, mm-hmm. so she's telling us how much money she's going And it's like, we don't see nowhere near that kind of right, life. Right, 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 you know? right. So I started doing what a hustler do. No, you know, I started um, figuring out the ropes. And you know, uh, once I started figuring out the ropes, I slowly was getting materials and everything. And I just uh, opened my own. Like, let me give it a shot. Right. And um, I got on um, Living Social. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I put my business on there, and ten months later, we made three hundred k. Wow. Yeah. But the thing was, uh-huh. you got to give them fifty percent of that. Wait a minute. Not Living Social. Yes. So so wow. now I lost $150, right, right. you know what I mean? I got to pay all of these people and all of that. And that money started leaving. Now it's like, we got to do this again. Like you can't ever stop. Right, right, right. You can't ever stop. Right, right. Because as <laughs> soon as you start paying <laughs> stuff, it's right. gone. you right. You know what I mean? You're right, you're right. And then it, it just matters on. you know, what's gone to you, you know, um, when you get to a certain level you would like to see your income, you know, consistently grow. right? right. And so, you know, now you, that's when the discipline starts. That's when, you know what I mean, having a wife is valuable. Right. You know, things like that. So, but yeah, I started that. And then um, when COVID came, mm-hmm. I started um, our new uh, cleaning solutions. So that's where, you know, our, our house cleaning comes in. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we were coming in to keep everybody's place sanitized. Right. You know that was. Oh yeah. Okay. Pitch. Right. Right. You so know. you you you're trying to transition?
1: Yeah. Into, well, yeah. I was just adding more. Right. You know, adding on. Yeah. Okay. You extra like, right service. Right now, huh? I'm about
0: to add snow removal to right to my company. Right. You know? Right. So right. With my window company, started out we were just windows. Next thing you know, we started doing doors. I mean, uh, uh, gutters. Then we started, you know, just making up stuff like. Will right. clean your car and the windows and all of that as this package, you know. And people were going, people were buying it. You'll never know what somebody buys, Well, right. yeah, yeah, you know, putting stuff out there. That's but nice. you know, it was doing well. You know, a lot of people didn't want you in their house, but when you come in, you know, with the tire on, right attire on and you're just here to sanitize the place, right? You know, they were going for it. So, as a, an entrepreneur, what were some of the like two or three
1: biggest challenges and thing, obstacles.
0: Uh, especially, especially being here. Mm-hmm. So I've I've, I've done my business in Georgia. It's, it's operating. Mm-hmm. In Arkansas, it's operating just fine. Mm-hmm. Here, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you talk to them on the phone. Everything is amazing. Mm-hmm. You show up there, you know, and honestly, they see this dark skin, these dreads, these tattoos, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're like, nah, no man. My husband's not here. You know what I mean? Like I've lost money like this, you know, dealing with this racism. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. But now on the other hand, you
1: kind of can kind of understand where they're coming from, maybe, maybe not. No. Well, let me ask you this. And I'm coming from this standpoint. We had someone come over to work on our drain. Mm-hmm. And the guy walked up on the you know what my wife told him? Mm-hmm. Show me your ID. And you better be lucky, my husband's at home. Or I wasn't
0: gonna let you in. Was he the? Was he the worker? Yeah, he was the worker. What if he was white? Would she have done that?
1: Well, he
0: was white. He was white. That's I, not. it's not. That, that's not normal. Yeah, but he was. But, but you have to understand, my wife. <laughs> yeah. 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 too. That she. she, she that's, that's Yeah. That's coming from you know an older, an older black queen right, right, that, right. that understands, right, right. You know what's going on right. now with what's going on in our. Our day to day, like society right now, they're not doing that. White yeah. is okay, right? Right. To right. a lot of people, you right. know what I mean, man. And I ain't gonna lie, they they commit the same crimes that every other race committed. They steal right. more too, right? Right. So let me ask you this: from a business standpoint,
1: once you see that they have that reaction to your appearance, did you ever consider hiring? someone else is just to call them or, or is that the case, sure. case that you never know who's going to be
0: in the house of or worse. Okay, okay. You want women on the phone and you want the appropriate shade knocking on the door. It's sad that it has to be that way though. Yeah, okay. but you know, it's our harsh reality. Yeah. You yeah. want the money or are you going to you know sit around and complain about it. I like, the, I like that attitude, you know? Yeah, I like that attitude. So I got to shoot my shot. Right,
1: I like that attitude. Uh, uh, so Sound like you got how many different businesses you got
0: going, Steve? I got I got two, and then my wife owns Sassy Styles for Kids, so you know she only does do kids' hair. Right, right. Yeah. So,
1: and, and studio, I gotta be careful. I, I know you can edit some of this stuff out. Oh, we good.
0: I don't I'm sorry,
1: wrapping it up. And she got back to
0: school deals all the time. You know, and during school, you, you bring your report card, you get a good deal, real good deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, then it's a the time of year where she do free heads. Right. Yeah, yeah, she's really booming with her hair business.
1: Yeah, I got a couple of things here. By the way, your story about your now wife stalking you, I like that yeah. story. And I'm gonna say this. Uh all through high school, there was a girl who used to call my house, and to this day, I don't know who the heck she is. <laughs> she would never tell me her name. So if you're out there, uh I don't want to go to my grave not knowing who you were that called me. Uh, get on my website, LaceyJohnson.com, and say, Lacey, I'm the one who used to call you. I love that,
0: yeah. back to mm-hmm. Steve. I think she hang up on you.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. But, and then, but the interesting part about it, I couldn't identify her voice.
0: And yeah. It's a great mystery of my life. Yeah, <laughs> y'all that. used to be tripping with the phone. Bro. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. used to be Well, you, you have to phone. understand. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah, we had rotary phones. We did too. Yeah, uh, we, we had, had party lines. Yeah, You <laughs> probably get you a three-way call in here. Yep, uh, yep, yep, most, yep, yep, We yep, had yep. no phones, cell phones, FaceTime, all that. You had to go knock on yeah. your friend's door if you want them to come outside. Yeah,
1: I guess it's gonna be one of those mysteries of my life that uh, I never get the answer to. But let's, out of respect, I could go, I might have to do a second. Uh, interview with you because some things have come out of this interview that I know. I mean, that's, and to be fair, that's even more impressive. uh, Because one of my pet peeves is that a lot of times, we let being poor and black in a difficult situation determine who we become. And, uh, and I try to say that there's certain things that, regardless of where you're born and your situation, if you do certain things, it's going to drastically improve the chances of you overcoming. And so, uh, I've I noticed a couple, few things about you that I, I try to get people to understand it's important. First of all, uh, you had a strong support you. Uh, and somehow, whether innately or your mom taught you, you made good decisions and you were beyond your age. I mean, just the fact that once I learned my girlfriend was pregnant, I changed my way of looking at things and my behaviors I knew I had to grow up. Yeah. and. Not let letting mistakes get you down.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, that's the biggest thing. Right, right. People don't understand that. You would think that mistakes are the end of the world. Right. Just because they got the wrong people trying to, you know, to I mean? penalize them for when, you know, to I mean? if everybody understand that them real penalties come from God, it, 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 the people would be more okay. People could walk around with, you know, their chest up a little more. Right. You know, stop worrying about what everybody else think about them and all that. That's yeah. one of the major problems in our community, is you know what I mean? People worrying about what the next person thinks. Yep, yep.
1: And, and but you, you, to touched on the key to not being that way, you keep your eye on God. Yeah, you know, exactly. people don't understand how important yeah. that is. In fact, that's one of the challenges of our communities, we've gotten away from God. But, uh, so you, you're just doing so many great things as far as God family, uh education wise mm-hmm. and uh business wise. In mm-hmm. fact, I didn't know this when I took asked you to come on. You hit all those pillars, man. And, and, I coach. Uh, and you coach. And then we're gonna talk about that and we're gonna wrap it up with that. Uh, and I try to tell people, I don't look, and I, you know I, I've lived in this community, and I dealt with a lot of people. I stress, look, put God in your life, understand and value your family value education and understand the importance of having some financial wherewithal and building wealth and i really appreciate when you do that by free enterprise and competing and as an athlete you know you aren't afraid of competition sure. yeah and you're not afraid of making mistakes and getting back up on the horse so just keep that in mind young people so we're gonna wrap this up my by the way my little grandson uh, he's taking swimming lessons and I saw Steve uh, well, a couple of weeks ago and you were headed to Vegas with your team Yeah. and uh, so tell us about the team you're currently coaching uh, how's you doing in Vegas and maybe uh, your most rewarding moment as a coach um,
0: tell us about the team Vegas and rewarding yeah. moments. um <clears throat> My team, I got 10 animals. Mm-hmm. I got 10 dogs. Mm-hmm. They, have, they, they have all bought into my system. Um, they're disciplined. They're respectful. You know, it's the best group of guys probably I ever coached as far as, you know, being responsible and mature. Mm-hmm. I've, I've definitely had better teams, mm-hmm. but they're the most and they're the youngest. You know, these mm-hmm. 16s, I usually always have 17s. Right, right. So this is my first go-round with six teams. They wanted me early and it was probably one of the, you know, most fun I've had as a coach this summer. And Vegas went real well. Uh, We were playing against nationally ranked teams, Mm -hmm. uh, Vegas EYBL, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, teams like that, Um, you know, NBA player teams. So, you know, but they did good. You know, we went uh, three and two, you know, know. made it into the tournament. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they were playing real well. Do you uh, do you still play at all? I just play against, I kill all my boys. <laughs> Wait a
1: minute, if you killing all your boys, I wasn't there to see it. But there was a rumor that, because, I mean, Larry you to play college, that, that all these older guys beat you high school all-stars in a pickup game at the hospital. Yeah, I ain't never even heard that before oh, okay. in my life. Okay, I'm. Gonna, I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna that'll ask never everybody. That'll, that'll never happen.
0: That'll never happen. Okay. Never. Uh, who's who's your favorite NBA player, by the way? Right now? Yeah. LeBron James is the coldest player in the world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I met him. Uh, I met him too. I used to play against him every yeah. week. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and would you hold your own? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because one of the, I think it was ABCD camp or something out in Jersey. I went there, yeah, and it just sort of,
0: Ours was in Indianapolis. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, and I just remember I, I, just me and him. I was going in the hotel, they were coming out, and I'm like, You're LeBron, but you well, when you meet people, you, you can tell. Yeah, well, I think I'm pretty sure
0: it was in Jersey, okay, because we we the, stayed in New York. The jamboree for hmm. Nike was in St. Louis, okay. Lawrence was still I playing, playing out of there, that, I think made it to. To um, Indianapolis, Indianapolis was the Nike All American Camp. Right. Where was ABCD? That went? I went to ABCD. Well, here's the thing. I I
1: just remember. I think it was Lawrence senior year. And so I don't know whether you went there. It was it was his
0: senior year no, because I went going into my senior. Okay. Year. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So it was Lawrence
1: senior year because not only did I beat LeBron, I met Coach Saxon. Nike. You yeah. were Nike. Nike. You're right. It was
0: not Indianapolis. Yep. Yep. Okay. All yeah I, yeah and Lawrence wasn't there well hold on no. me and Jesse Burton was I was
1: young uh, all I know it was in we were staying in New York City it was in Jersey
0: wherever well, year it
1: was because I ran into it in the hotel in Jersey and because me and coach and his wife and my wife we all went out oh, okay. together and I was I just a man yeah. yeah and I found out the exact year and time yeah. and uh oh, three. Oh, three? Okay. yeah. yeah it was at, because well, I, I could be get some of the detail wrong, but I know that uh, Coach McKenzie, his wife, and me and my wife, we all went together. We all stayed together in New York City at the Manhattan Club, and we took over to the to the camp. But, but the thing about it, it but you could tell, and, and I can understand it now that you know, new people, you have to change, man. You got to be kind of leery when people approach you and stuff. A lot of times, you could tell that that was part of that the same thing with Coach Sampson. You know, because, well, he was worried about recruiting violations and stuff like that, and you knew I knew I Lawrence. But, so, uh, you're a great coach. I'm a, I know you are. Uh, what is it that you admire the most about coaching?
0: Uh, what do you like the most about this? Changing coaching? lives, you know. Yeah, 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 these kids look up to me right, in a major way. Right. Right. You know, all my players call me uncle. Oh wow. yeah, but they don't know call coach. coaches coach. They call me coach on the court. Okay, gotcha. They call me uncle off the court. Yeah, they can never call me Steve. Right, right. Well, so no, without really putting good. coach or uncle. Yeah, or and you know but they love me. They call me uncle, and and to answer your first question, so my best team I've ever had though right, yeah. was my nephews team: Tim, Willie, Rio, Miko, all of them. Oh, man, I got trophies, man. They they want me trophies, man. We used to win every tournament. I take them on the road. We win almost every tournament. Did any of them going to college and play ball? Yeah. Yeah. Some of them, a few of them. Yeah. You know, Willie, Willie was in the Philippines last year. Oh, I didn't know Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. okay. He goes at uh, Illinois. Like, He's University of Illinois. Illinois. Oh, okay. well, Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> and then Rio, <laughs> out playing football. Okay, okay. You know, if you ever went to college, though.
1: Okay. Okay. My kids now. Mm-hmm. I got
0: five Division One prospects on my team right now, and I got the best fourteen-year-old in the in the country.
1: And is it a case that you're always playing out of town? Do you play any games in town? That we I play locally
0: to? sometimes.
1: We can keep in touch. i to come to some of your local games. Yeah. Okay, uh, we've taken up quite a bit of your time here, ladies and gentlemen, but this has been a joy. Uh, I found out some great things about this young man that I didn't know. I'm very proud of him, man. I, I really am. Not that that accounts for anything. And get your cup, cup. But uh, <laughs> uh, you made all the right choices. And I think you're a role model, and uh, for all our young men who's a lot of them out there without hope and everything. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad I showcased you, and to, especially to our young brothers out there. Uh, Where you start from Don't determine where you end up at That's for sure And uh, it's not just circumstances That determines how far you get It's not what's out in the world That determines how far you get in life It's what's in you Yes, you And uh, this (laughs) young man is living proof here He was in all the same And I know how these streets are out there For young black males It's, it's, It's treacherous And I just hope that you all has heard his story, some of the things he's talked about specifically, you know, the choices he made, goals and hard work. But you know, I'm going to let this young man uh, end this program on a positive note and think about the young brothers out there. And you know what we're dealing with, Steve, who's looking for some hope, who's looking for someone who's been where they were and have gone on to achieve in life and let them know what was some of the reasons. So just leave them, whatever's on your heart, leave it with our young, uh, with our audience.
0: Be firm, but yet vulnerable in situations. Uh, Chase some money, you know, Uh, get as much money as you can. Um, Protect yourself by any means and, um, you know, um, learn your love language, you know what I mean? Learn what your love language is so you can be around people who speak your love language. And you'll you'll find that love that you're looking for. Um, It's not outside. You know what I mean? So uh, be more vulnerable, you know. Learn how to speak your love language and, you know, find a woman, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, settle down. Stay busy and stay out of trouble. I love that.